0: Hey everyone, welcome to the show. You're listening to Can I? The Latchel podcast named for the acronym Continuous and Never-Ending Improvement. At Latchel, we have a deep belief that you can't get better by staying the same. And our podcast is here to give you the tools and resources you need to achieve healthy growth. As a Y Combinator-backed company, we know what it takes To have rapid, accelerated growth, and we want to pass our learnings along to you. At Latchel, we help property managers and landlords grow in scale by taking over 24-7 maintenance operations. We've developed an innovative mix of software and on-demand support to help do that. Each week, on this show, we bring on industry experts and we dive into the topics that'll help you shape your business. Welcome to the show. Let's get going. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Ethan Lieber, the CEO of Lateral. Here with our guest today, Faison Khan, founder and CEO at Lethub. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Faison.
1: Thanks, Ethan. How's it going?
0: Very good. I'm excited to dive in today about all things AI. Lethub is an AI company. I want to hear about the things you do. Yeah. I want to hear about how you got into this too. But why don't we start with an elevator pitch? Give us the kind of quick intro on what Lethub does.
1: Yeah, for sure. So Lethub is basically is an intelligent chatbot and CRM platform for rental property managers to automate their lead inquiry management. Um, that basically helps with like saving up to 70% of leasing staff's time, which is spent on like monotonous questions, asking questions, answering questions, booking tours, all of that, the back and forth with emails, texts and phone calls. So the chat chat assistant, which is called River, River basically does all of that for you. And also makes sure that your vacancy rates are low.
0: So River sits on the website for the property manager, prospective new tenants going to the site talk to River instead of sending emails or text to leasing agents.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or uh, what we're working on is actually also integrating text and calling. So you can basically call River and River would um, do what an, a leasing agent would do or, or any kind of reception staff would do. Uh, and it's the same with text and you can go to a private measure website, or you could just use our portal. If you don't want to use your website, you can just we give you our portal, and you can put up your properties on that. And yeah, and River we'll, would we'll do the rest.
0: Well, that's incredible. Okay, so I'm a I'm a prospective tenant. I can hop on a site, talk with the the chatbot there. I can text in. So I assume then you give any of your customers a, a phone line for for these tenants to, to prospective tenants to to text or call?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we have that option of having a, uh, a phone line or a, um, short code for texting. So it'd be like a four okay. cord. Um, but we do kind of always ask people to use the, the, the link, the online link more. Um, cause then that gives the, the, the prospective renders a kind of like a, um, understanding of what the unit is. And so we have mm-hmm. our own page where you can see, you know, the pictures of the unit, the um, the amenities, the, the other description that you might just not have when you call. So, yeah, we do kind of ask people to use a link. And then, you know, you can chat with the, the chat assistant there and book a tour and ask any kind of question you like.
0: This is amazing. So like I'm envisioning a future now where... <laughs> leasing agents can handle, you know, maybe thousands of units now because I I imagine if the if River is taking care of most of the basics, leasing agents get to just focus on the more complex stuff.
1: Yeah. And then that's that's the whole idea, right? So I mean, if your your leasing agents are just spending time replying to emails or just taking calls and that and is that the only reason you hired them, then it's Probably not a good way to grow your business, right? So, for every new portfolio you take on as a property manager, you have to hire more staff, and then you need, you got to look at your net operating income because you got to hire more staff to take care of it. Then there's maintenance problems and stuff like that. So, a small problem like lead inquiry management uh, could be solved, and um, we're happy to do that, and we're getting some good results.
0: That's incredible. Well, I know that you, you're currently in beta. So we'll talk about how that's going in, in, in just a sec, but I want to step back. Mm-hmm. How did you even get into to building
1: this? Ah, uh, So I actually started off building a form and not a chatbot. Um, basically it was my one problem. I was looking to uh, rent in downtown Victoria here in Canada and I just couldn't find this place it took me six weeks. I was working at that time as a consultant. So no time between work to go and check out a unit. Whenever I'd go, there'd be 20 people waiting. And then the whole process of signing applications, the yeah. email. And then, you know, you, you, you have to find a new place within 30 days. Otherwise you're getting kicked out and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, well, I hadn't someone built this, uh, people have tried it, but it's it has a few things that are lacking, or it's not conversational. So we built a form, we tested it out, but the problem with the form is that it not it's not gonna answer your questions. It's not gonna answer the question: Are pets allowed? Or right. will a, a bulldog be okay? Or um, you know, is there a fridge in the kitchen?
0: So I, I see that too. Being it's a two-sided problem. It's a problem for the person looking for a unit and it's a problem for the leasing agent. Cause now the leasing agent's time is stuck with bad app, op- like bad applicants who are like, Oh, I have three dogs. And you're like, we don't allow pets.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the fun part is that people, uh, even after reading the description, they still ask those questions. Like it's, it says pets not allowed, but it'll still, still ask. So, you know, river, we built river in a way where, you know, it takes care of all these questions and kind of promotes your properties as well. So, you know, uh, I'll, we'll dig deeper in, into that one. But yeah, it, it's not just leasing, it's also promoting uh, your other properties within your portfolio.
0: So uh, I'm curious about you. Yeah. I, I mean, you must have some skill set or, or knowledge to be able to go build something like this, I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about what your
1: background was before
0: getting into the building river
1: sure yeah so i'm like a i mean it's a cliched word but I'm like a serial entrepreneur i've had uh, a construction-based startup before um i had an seo company before so I'm, I'm i'm all about tech uh my personal background is in finance and accounting and i find it very boring so <laughs> it's there you go with tech I'm, I'm in with tech right now um yeah and in and, and i've always been been very interested in real estate and i always wanted to have a startup there and uh, luckily enough, I had a, I found a problem, and then I built, we built a, a, a solution for that, and, uh, you know, we're we're actually not just helping our property managers, but also a lot of renters who want yeah. rent a unit really fast, to rent really fast. Yeah.
0: So for the, the the property managers you work with, benefit to them, all that automation, free up your leasing agent's time. I mean, even if you're a leasing agent, you go free up your own time. And the benefit there's sounds like there's this side benefit that we haven't dug into, but you've mentioned it a couple of times now to the leasing agent, which is more exposure to the property. And I'm guessing this somehow benefits the resident too. Can, can you dig more into what you mean when you're saying you're actually giving exposure to these properties?
1: Yeah, for sure. So what that means is basically when someone books, um, a, a tour with river, um, we actually promote the other properties that are nearby so that they can have multiple tours on the same day or Mm -hmm. even back to back. And we factor in things like, you know, how long is it going to take a leasing agent to travel to that property? So let's say they want to tour two different properties, which are fairly close, let's say 15 or 10 minutes apart. Then we'll book a tour. Um, back-to-back tour based on that for um, a particular pros- prospective renter. So, yeah, oh. so promoting these properties. And we also say that, you know, you might want to check out this one. We kind of see that, you know, what the renter likes and then kind of um, suggest them other uh, similar properties. Uh, but in a smarter way, not just in a way where, okay, just we don't throw hundreds of properties. Um, we just show them one or two so they can, like, book another one. So it's a, it's a good way for uh, property managers to kind of like uh, rent really fast, keep the vacancy rates really low and promote their properties at the same time.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'll say um, uh, I had a similar experience recently with with this. No. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say the specific property management company's name that uh, I was working with, but I'll just give hints. So I used, uh, our listeners know, I used to live in Menlo Park recently moved into the city in San Francisco. And of course, you know, it's a process looking for a unit. Uh. There's a large property management company that, um, they're, they're very kind of like tech techie uh, property management company here in SF. Mm -hmm. And we saw one of their listings place looked really awesome. We go to book it and it was just like this constant push of other units that weren't even similar. (laughs) <laughs> In completely different areas, <laughs> and we're like, if you're gonna suggest us view other units, yeah. at least make them what we're actually looking for. for like, sure. if if I'm looking for a two bed, two bath, don't recommend a studio <laughs> to me, let uh, alone a studio that's on the complete other side of the city. Right?
1: Spot on. Yeah. That's exactly why we're trying to look at that. And not only that, not just the bed type or, or the location, but also a, you know, are you okay with pets or not? Right. Uh, yeah. There are other filters that we use. Um, and yeah, and it saves time. I mean, just think about it. I mean, if you go for a tour and now you have to go to see another unit, uh, which is 30 minutes away. Um, so we have to factor that in inside the app so that now your leasing agent doesn't need to rush. Or there might be other people coming to the to the current unit that you're seeing. So, you know, we need to factor all of that stuff in. But again, you know, promoting those properties and saving time, that's kind of the our our USP.
0: That's awesome. So River then also helps the leasing agent like optimize really their their calendar uh their routing how they're traveling things like that
1: yeah yeah and i i would say that the when i when i built when i built it i kind of like was thinking of it as like you wake up in the morning as a leasing agent you look at your calendar and you see okay there are five tours booked for 9 a.m today and then 9 30 there's another property five more booked you click on your calendar you see who's coming you see their um the questions that have the pre-qualification questions like are there a smoker or, mm. or income or depends on what kind of questions you can ask. Um, and yeah, all those details. And when you get there, you already know a lot about the, um, the renter and then you can go from there.
0: That's incredible. It sounds like it gives you a much better starting point on, on actually selling to the renter too, <laughs> when you well, have all yeah. that information in front of you.
1: Yeah. I mean, just think of this way, right? You know, if you were to. Uh, you know, back in the day, we used to go to the bank, and then uh, people started using ATM, ATM machines, ATM machines. Uh, you know, think about just standing in line to get some cash out from, um, rather than just going to an ATM machine and you know, just <laughs> putting your card in and get then getting money, getting the money
0: out. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and now you don't even go to an ATM because you can deposit checks through your phone. You can Literally, transfer yeah. money easily with. Any any app, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, I'm curious in the future of how you see the future of AI in this space. Like, if this is step one, going from your your, your the bank teller to the ATM, mm-hmm. introducing these chatbots and more AI to to make that streamlined communication better. What other things are are on their way? And maybe they're already built and I don't even know of them, but what's sort of like the future of AI here?
1: I think the future of AI is not to replace humans. It's actually to empower them. That's what what, what I understand. And nobody's going to actually replace a leasing agent human who is trying to show you a property. There are companies who are trying to build these... Um, robots that would show you and like tour you the like show you the property and like there and then <laughs> that you, sounds ridiculous and yeah. you, fill out, you fill out the application there's the the bot has like an ipad on on top of it so you fill out the application on on the robot things like that sure might be but i think the future of ai is to make the hassle uh, less and less with time the whole paying your like there are parts of north america that are still accepting checks for rent um you know you, you they're not accepting online payments um there are parts where people are still doing paper applications like if you ask an 18 year old do you have a checkbook i'm pretty sure they might just say that, you know uh do you accept online payments like people millennials or or don't even have a um have a checkbook, so yeah. So yeah. AI, AI in the future, what I think is, it's going to minimize this whole hassle piece, um, and also in maintenance, there are some really good companies that are working on making it more um, operationally efficient to uh, to solve a, any kind of maintenance issue in the future. So if you if you have a leakage or uh, if you have some kind of problem where uh, you you have it's like after hours and you need to call someone. Well, I think you could go and tell an assistant what the problem is, and the system would try to troubleshoot that, and then forward it to an actual human who would dispatch or something. But yeah, so there's all all these kinds of this different things. But you never know. I think AI, AI can do a lot of other stuff as well.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're you're right that it's it's sort of like an add-on like tool that the people running things will use. Mm-hmm. To make themselves more efficient, more focused, and more empowered, e- even when you boil it down to kind of hardware, I'll call it hardware. AI, I know that's not a thing, but like smart homes, right, sure. where you can outfit a home with tools that then become AI e- enabled to to auto detect things like leaks. For sure, it, you, you know that's even the next step beyond a resident interacting. With an AI to help diagnose something, and that's the AI taking over for the resident
1: yeah.
0: to inform the management company that there's an issue. Um, so I, I think it can work both ways where AI can help the operations teams or the property managers or the leasing agents. Yeah. And the AI can also help the the residents themselves in a lot of ways. And uh, I think River, the this leasing bot that you've created, is also empowering the resident for sure the renter who doesn't have to go through the whole times of of calling someone or texting and waiting for a response or or not knowing, you know, if they can see a property on a certain day.
1: Yeah. Um, and yeah, we river, like we've tested it with a few people when we were actually building it and it takes around 30 seconds basically Mm -hmm. for versus, you know, calling and you know back and forth and getting, getting those emails or just like someone calling you setting up a time. So takes- it
0: you're saying it takes the renter about 30 seconds to go through a conversation to get like a yeah. showing booked or something like that.
1: That's the average, I think it's 32 seconds or something. That's the average that we have seen from looking at a property to actually booking a tour. So in, mm. I mean, if they have questions like, is there a carpet in the unit? or like uh, what's the heating like, or are the utilities included, things like that. So once you get those questions answered, all you gotta do is just click a button and get pre-qualified and book right away.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So Mm -hmm. I I know you've been running the beta for a while now. I'm sure some of this data is coming from that beta. Do you have other success stories that you wanna share that you've already seen?
1: Yeah, sure. So we have one problem manager in, uh, um, in Vancouver and she is kind of like a one-man, one-woman show, one-man show. Um, and she has three mobile phones. So uh, she used to have that. And I met her and uh, I said, why do you have three phones? And she told me that, well, this one is for that building. This one is for that one. And this one is my personal. Oh, no. Okay. Like, okay, no, that's that's troublesome. So she's always on the call. Even when I was talking to her. She was getting calls and texts from like renters. She was trying to handle everything.
0: From different phones, (laughs) like two phones at the same time. Yeah.
1: Imagine when you're driving and she's always on the go. And I said, okay, how many units do you manage? And she said 800. I was like, okay, that's a lot. It's pretty big. I mean, like it's a decent size. Um, And then, uh, so yeah. To do
0: by yourself, that's a massive amount of units. Yeah. yeah. And I'm assuming she's just the leasing agent then on these units that she's not actually handling like maintenance and all that too.
1: Yeah. She just has one person who handles maintenance, but gotcha, she, okay. she's always in the lookout for new properties and trying to get those and then rent them to, uh, to renters. I mean, like she takes on bigger portfolios as well. So oh. her time is more around like getting new business versus also managing the current one. So I said, okay, why don't I fix the other problem of actually Ma- uh, managing it, and you you focus on getting new business. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we we implement a river, and she started using it, and she really liked it, and now she doesn't have those three phones anymore.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. That's across eight hundred units. That's
1: amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I was super amazing, super stoked, and I it, it was like very, it got me really happy that you know it's working out for her, and um she actually was. Like we gave her a trial and then you know um, she loved it and she's getting all those questions answered and all those people pre-qualified and tours were booked in our calendar and yeah is, is
0: there like an ideal company that would use River
1: I think for us what I, what we see is that any company that has uh, a lot of uh, vacancies, and uh, they get a lot of demand. This is something they would really want to use. Mm. Uh, Obviously people who are trying it hard to rent out their, um, apartments or condos, then sure. They can also use it. But I think for someone who just spends a lot of time with inquiries and asks the same question, like, tell me about yourself, you know, yeah, Yeah. they can definitely use this, um, we're seeing a mix of big companies and smaller companies trying to automate uh, this piece
0: i think as a a property manager or a leasing agent my worry especially because so much of the industry is, is low tech and a lot of this stuff it does feel brand new i'd imagine that the big worry you'll get And this is probably something I I I would say to you too. I you know, if you were saying, Hey, Ethan, come use river, I'd say, well, you know the 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 renters and showing units and getting that pipeline for a leasing agent is the lifeblood. For sure. And for a property manager, the the biggest way to increase that net operating income for your owners, you gotta build that pipeline of renters and get that rented as fast as possible. For sure. And I'd imagine a lot of folks might worry if I'm passing that responsibility off to a bot, how can I trust that?
1: Yeah, that's, what nice. would
0: you, what would you tell them?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. So, uh, I think that one of the biggest concerns is, um, of like, of property managers is that, you know, would people want to use this? So now that's one question. And then the other one is mm-hmm. like, Can I transfer off this responsibility from a human to a bot? Um, So we say that, why don't you uh, give a bit of the responsibility to the bot, right? People who would want to call you will always call you. Millennials who don't want to call you, who are busy and on their phone during lunchtime, they can just click a button and book a tour, right? So uh, if they have questions, the bot will answer, but again, we're not saying that just fire that leasing agent. We're saying that it will take up to, it will take off 70% of the leasing agents time and they can probably focus on something else. And, you know, as I said, at the start of this uh, conversation that, you know, AI is not going to replace, uh, it's going to empower. Yeah, uh, uh, And that's, what's going to happen. It's just a better, smarter, faster way of doing things like and it always has been. I mean, in the next five years, there might be like a, I don't know, maybe like a blockchain product or something. Right. That's solving some problems. And I mean, that's how, how the industry goes.
0: So this isn't like an all or nothing option, is kind yeah. of what I'm hearing. You still give those renters the optionality. I get to choose do I want do I want to talk to a human right now? Do I want to call that leasing agent or that property manager? Or do I want to do something quick because I'm used to using automation and just book myself so it sounds like if anything this will more than likely actually massively increase the amount of uh pipeline you have on renters on prospective renters because you're increasing the optionality
1: yeah and we're we're that's that's absolutely correct and we're also in, increasing the optionality and we're also promoting it right remember that we're not just saying, okay, if you want to book click here, we're also saying that would you like another property or we think that this would be good for you or um, ask me any question, I'll give you an answer in two seconds rather than you picking up the phone and calling. Now, we do understand that there are people who like to speak to a live person, mm-hmm. sure, so you can call, but I think we, as times go and more, they're more millennial renters than ever, um, if you look at the stats. Uh, millennials are not buying so um yeah I, I think this is something for people who manage a, um, a big chunk of like condos that millennials rent somewhere in downtown or even like uh, other single family homes as well but i get your point i mean we're going to we're not going to take away any options i know it's like their bread and butter and we don't want to take that away but yeah if there's a
0: Well, I'll validate some of that, too, on a different side of the business, which is the maintenance Mm -hmm. side.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, This is probably back in January or February. um, Latchell had built some really awesome SMS tools for uh, tenants to submit maintenance requests. There's also an online portal, Uh, but the SMS tool is a chatbot that uh, residents interact with.
1: To collect
0: mm-hmm. the issue and understand is this a possible emergency or not. Right. Now we don't use a chat bot to actually deep dive an issue and troubleshoot with a tenant because technology is not quite there. It, maybe it'll never be there. I'm I'm sure eventually it'll get there, mm-hmm. but we can't build a chat bot to know enough and know the right questions to ask you. To determine what steps you need to take to actually de escalate or fix an emergency, that stuff stays with an expert human. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we launched this, we had 30% of people that were calling in immediately switch to text as mm-hmm. soon as they found out we had a chatbot text option for them. They didn't have to go through the uh, phone. Yeah. So that was like overnight 30% were just saying, oh, well, okay, I'm gonna get off the phone and just text. Yeah. Um, we, we had an option for them to click and they they could push one and we'd disconnect the call and start them in a text thread. And 30% were immediately doing that. And what we've seen now is more than half of all of the uh, residents using us prefer using the chatbot. bot. Now the option to call in is obviously still there. right? You know, If you have older tenants, probably don't want to use a chat bot if they do use a chatbot, bot and maybe they'll get frustrated and decide to switch to the phone anyway um, you know a lot of this is sort of like did you grow up with a lot of these things like how used to them are you yeah,
1: yeah. but
0: um, but yeah I mean over 50% now prefer it and so it, it, it would almost hurt you not to offer it because you almost degrade the experience for the people that would prefer just going through automation.
1: Yeah, and, and definitely right. And you know, you're not like, you know, people are asking about it or people want to use some kind of technology, right? Like, like think of a bank these days. I'm, I keep on using the same example, but keep think of a bank that hasn't, that ha- hasn't got a, an ATM inside it, or think of a bank that doesn't have a, uh, a, 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 a an emergency phone line or something which is like an automated press one or press two, kind of like an IVR system inside it. A bank would, whenever you call it, think of it as if just like, they'll be like, okay, can you show up? I mean,
0: these days you wouldn't even trust that bank, right? you are like, this can't be a real bank. <laughs> no, that's true. Like I, I barely, I, I have a credit union. Yeah. They, they don't have an app. They have a really old school website. And really? I'm like, I don't, can I really trust this credit union's website? Like they don't even have like an app, like.
1: That's, that's true right so let's think of it that way i think it's gonna be like that when if you don't keep up as a property management company with the new things that people want to to interact but then obviously you're going to be seen as like a not so high techy not so modern kind of company more of a like you know but like an, i hate to say it but like an old school company as you said yeah uh, yeah and you got to keep up with technology i mean initially people just used to call then they started using forms then they started uh using uh, email or then you started using text and now it's the time for like a more smarter way to, to to text and um i mean a lot of people are using faq sections inside their if uh, faq bots inside their um their websites
0: yeah like we use intercom
1: yeah,
0: Chief, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with them.
1: Yeah, intercom is awesome. Like, I mean, intercom also does some kind of promotion as well, right? So if you, it, it can take you a certain web page or, web page. Would, yeah.
0: would you to to any degree call River kind of like an intercom for leasing?
1: <laughs> I don't know about that, but I would I would say that. Um, I would say it's a smarter intercom. Let's put it this
0: way. Uh, that's that's a that's great, because I think intercom is pretty smart. So if it's a smarter intercom, it's even better.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, intercom is an awesome product. We love it. Uh, but, you know, it has its limitations. It cannot answer all your questions. It uses a keyword-based approach. We use more of a machine learning-based approach. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there's the end is... Completely different, but yeah, the front end, sure. I mean, I'd love to be
0: associated with Intercom for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned machine learning. Um, I think when you say AI or artificial intelligence, like we, you know, we've talked about that so much. There's so many movies about AI. Cool, we we get it. I get what AI is, but I think machine learning or ML is much. Uh, it feels a lot more techy. Yeah, to me, and I think a lot of people might not really uh, understand w- what really machine learning is. Um, yeah, to the best of your ability, you want to give us like the the lowdown from like a layman's perspective on what what machine learning really means.
1: Sure, I'll, uh, let me think of a good analogy. Um, I'm trying to think how Neil uh, deGrasse Tyson he explains. <laughs> um uh, so i in a way what it does is basically machine learning is an aspect where you the machine is trying to learn from different input levels and then spitting out some information an example would be uh let's say if i go to uh i i ask river a question like is there do you allow pets And then River would say, I'm sorry, no. But then the third thing, the third sentence would be, well, will a bulldog be okay? So now you're just saying, will a bulldog be okay? That means it's, and it's contextual. The, The thing you said is based on the first question you asked. What machine learning does is it understands this piece where a context is being built in human uh, conversation. And that's the piece where it understands it and then spits out an answer. No, I'm sorry, as I said, pets are not allowed. (laughs) You know, things like that, but in a nicer way, obviously. Um, And
0: and this is like an iterative thing, right? So the more data it gets, it iteratively gets smarter to the point where you could just say, With no context, potentially, do you allow a bulldog? (laughs) Yeah. And it knows, oh, you're talking about a pet.
1: Exactly. And you're spot on. So it learns with time and tries to understand what questions people are asking and what questions are associated with what kind of answers. So, um, you know, you could say a a very famous example I use is, uh, let's say Pizza Hut had had a chatbot and it said... um, uh, and, and and I want to order a pizza, and I say, uh, can I have a pizza with fries? Um, so, do you mean do you want pizza with fries on the side, or fries as a topping? So, how do you understand <laughs> that context, right? So, so similarly, what machine learning does would, would basically understand this context for the next user when it com- when he or she comes in, it would it would know what what they're talking about. Um, Similarly with, with River, it's pretty much like what kind of questions they're asking the most. What do they mean? Um, you know, if they say, what's, what's the area like? Do they mean the area of the apartment or do they mean the neighborhood? You know, yeah. things like that. So understanding that and improving it. Again, machine learning is just used for answering the questions. But for booking the tour, it's fairly plain and simple and, you know, uh, our platform is very customizable. Where any property manager can add any question they like within, you know, their within the legal parameters, um, they can ask any question they would want. Everyone has their own screening criteria in every state. Awesome.
0: Are there any other um, areas and th- that you think machine this kind of machine learning? And AI will start taking over for property managers, and maybe not even in terms of the operational efficiency, but just in terms of decision making capability for property managers.
1: Yeah, and I am very excited to maybe work in that in the future. It's I I think there's something where um um, in in an AI kind of machine learning backed um, algorithm that could understand how much to kind of rent a property for mm. and then you know people you what, what people usually do these days they look at their comparables like they go on Craigslist or wherever Zillow and then they open up a map and see you know what units are nearby and how much they're going for rent but what they don't look at is how is my unit different than the other one do they have more amenities? Do they have a pool? Do they have like something special? Is that the reason why they're renting high and you know? So uh, Mm -hmm. a a machine learning could actually be utilized in that perspective where it would learn from the data, like like millions and millions of data sets where it could understand why is a unit priced that way in what season, what amenities were included and what's the renter demand like? If I push the rent 100 bucks more a month, will that will that push the demand down? Mm. So, yeah, a lot of data coupled up with some algorithms can actually spit out something really good for a property manager.
0: So this question might be too deep, but mm-hmm. I'm going to ask anyway because I'm curious. Yep. How many data points do you actually need t- to build out a, a like, good enough product. For, How many data points did you need for River um, to actually get like the machine learning working?
1: Oh, that's a good question. i love to ask my CTO, but it has to be over. Oh, I, I would say over 10,000.
0: Okay, so a lot. <laughs> a lot of data <laughs> points 10,000 is a lot.
1: I can't give you a specific answer. But it, it was a lot. Yes, somewhere around there. Okay. 'Cause you know, on average, when we were testing it out, every renter would ask an average of five questions. And each question has different kind of context. So 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 think of that as five multiplied by like, you know, a hundred renters, that's like five uh, um like five hundred questions in an hour or something like that.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
1: So, that's a lot of data points.
0: <laughs> so, you guys had to scrape through these like 10,000 to kind of like classify them just to even get.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, wow. there was fun. <laughs>
0: that's incredible. I'm curious for, for the, the property manager or leasing agent thinking about using uh, you guys, are there any hurdles they should be thinking about or are there any hurdles to getting started with you? Oh, uh,
1: none so far. I mean, it's fairly easy to. I'm, I'm a big guy, I'm a big UX fan, user experience design fan. Like we've spent months and months like perfecting the UX in a way where you can literally like in four steps, you can start using it. Like if mm-hmm. you look at other property management software out there, it takes like one person to onboard you and then someone to train you, get your people started working on it. Uh, for us, it's fairly simple, four step process and you import your units and we're good to go. And obviously, we help you out with that. But it's built for people who can just start using it right away. Uh, and, and in terms of any kind of uh, uh, problems they might have, I, I think it's just that people think that they have another system to deal with. And that's one of the things people have been asking me a lot. Like, do you integrate with Yardi? Do you integrate with AppFolio, one of those? Um, and we're, we're currently in talks with them, trying to, um, we're in talks with the Yardi and RealPage. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to integrate into their system um, and be included in their app marketplace. So sure. that's something that's we're, we're definitely going to do and um, offer for free to our customers. But right now, they can actually start using it fairly simply.
0: Cool. So it's just like, it's just a property import, and you're good, and you're up and running.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Is there any like training that they have to go through, or is it literally just so simple that you can just kind of? Get going sit back and let the leads come in
1: yeah it's there's no training like during that four-step process you just have to just follow that process and i think it takes around five minutes not even five i'd say less all you gotta do is just, like connect your calendar put put your questions down we've pre-filled the questions so we already know what you're gonna ask but if you want to ask them something else you can ask and all you gotta do is just, like connect your properties will import it mm-hmm. And then you're good to go. You're, you 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 can go live in five minutes.
0: That's awesome. And I think I, I assume then, like for each property that you're loading in, you'll you'll go through some basic questions to tell their system, you know, whether pets are allowed and like what the security deposit is and all that jazz.
1: Yeah, for sure. So you could there we have three different options. You can um, just do it manually, add it to the system. You can uh, just upload it a CSV. So download it from your Yardy thing.
0: Oh, cool. Okay.
1: Or you can just tell us what your listing, where your listing is, and we'll do it for you. Um, that that the last option obviously takes longer because you know we have to get staff available to do that. But sure. um, but we have demo properties inside the um, inside the account. So when you sign up for a free trial, you can see how it works. And it's fairly simple. You can you can start, as I said, you know, um, in right. minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: Are there any like um, restrictions on who can sign up? Like, do you have to be in Canada? Do you have like, could you be in the U.S.? Do you have to be only West Coast? Only in Victoria? Like, any restrictions like that right now?
1: Oh no, not at all. We're we're a global company. We're uh, we have some testers in Dubai as well. So oh, okay, cool. uh, you can use it anywhere you want. Our staff is a remote staff and like it's everywhere. So um, we don't consider ourselves as like a city-based company We're more like, a, you know, um, I don't know if you know about the company clothes.io there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I follow them a lot. I love the founder and I basically see us as being like them being like, you know, a remote company from all the talent from all around the world and, uh, meeting up in Montreal every year and then
0: having some fun. So we actually had to talk about this the, the oh, yeah. first time we met because Latchel, you know, I think about Latchel in the same way. Yeah. We're really putting a lot of effort and a lot of focus into how to build up um, a, a company that is distributed. Latchel yeah. has to be um, yeah. because we have to cover all time zones and be able to operate maintenance. Well, only the U S so we're only in the U S right now. Right. But that means we need to cover West coast, central mountain. Don't Forget about them. (laughs) East coast. Um, we don't have anyone in Hawaii right now, but when we do, we also need to have people then that can cover Hawaii. Um, of course, you know, if we expand internationally, you have to cover that, but it means having people in a lot of different areas. Um, and things like communication, team bonding become super important. I mean, following close.io and building your own company. Uh, we we actually spoke with a company called uh, Moxie Property Management. They are also a remote company. Um, right. They do occasionally get together um, because they're they're relatively close in proximity within the use VAs in the Philippines, too.
1: Mm-hmm. But I'm
0: curious from your perspective, um, i'm curious how have you been kind of consciously building up as a remote company and what are kind of the tools you use to to keep in touch to stay productive
1: yeah i mean uh we're fairly um a, a new company so we're uh i mean you know we're just like kind of like in this in our starting beta phase and you know we just kind of launched our product but yeah so um well, there, there are a bunch of different tools that we use Like if we use uh, for, for for project management we use atlassian products we use um i don't know if you were yeah, we're
0: to... the same we, yeah. we use atlassian too
1: yeah atlassian or you uh, slack uh, all the time and
0: for anyone that uh, is listening that doesn't know what atlassian is the closest thing to it and i think atlassian bought them is trello yeah yeah which is like a kind of cool kanban workflow board
1: yeah, I, I love the 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 Kanban method. Um, yeah, so there's a bunch of different stuff that you could use to uh, be more productive with your with your team. Do you um, use
0: like Slack for
1: communication? Slack, yeah, Slack is our main communication. Slack, field. all right, Cool. It's like uh, uh, we sometimes use uh, uh, Microsoft Teams as well. Sometimes um and uh, um we also tried out a few microsoft products but i think the majority ones we use are like a google google drive OneDrive for for storage we use slack for communication project management we use uh uh, atlassian products trello or um and 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 gyro for our 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 development work sure Uh, and what else yeah i'm trying to trying to think. We use, uh, uh, for marketing, we use MailChimp. Um, and, yeah, I'm trying to think what other cool products
0: we use. So the, uh, I'm going to give a, a shout-out and a, a tip-off here. So for anyone focused on growth and any of the growth marketing stuff, MailChimp's awesome for, like, you're building your list and that warm leads. There are a couple tools I've found that are really good if you – have colder leads so people that maybe you've you've met maybe um, you're part of association or something or like a landlord group or for example and you have a list um, there's a tool called Mm
1: woodpecker.co
0: and there's there's others like it Mm -hmm. but it integrates right into your uh, Google for work or Gmail account and it allows you to send automated drips from your own Gmail. Yeah. or Gmail for work, which is really nice if you want to make cold introductions to yourself. Um, so like early on at Latchell, a lot of the way I was just getting connected with folks was setting up cold automated reps to property managers in my area saying, Hey, my name's Ethan, like we're we're starting this really cool maintenance company. Uh, yeah. You know, I'd like to talk to you about your your maintenance operation. Um, and it's an awesome way to get in touch with folks. And if you do have ways to, uh, get those emails for like landlords in your community that you want to connect with, good tool to use and, uh, face on for you, I'd say like check out woodpecker.co. Cause yeah. you know, if you're connecting with property management companies, it's a good way to automate that, that marketing channel.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, i definitely check it out. I've heard about it. Uh, we were using, um, a, uh, Snowvio, which is like a. pretty much like Grip campaign kind of builder, oh, nice. okay. well, but I love Mailchimp as well. They've
0: Mailchimp's um, no, good.
1: Changed everything as well. Yeah, so that's kind of the the, the fun tools we're using these days. But I think uh, coming back to the team thing, I think the tools are there. I mean, anyone can have tools, but I think the team culture is very important. The Culture needs to be there, and and kind of how do inst- how do you instill your your startup culture or your company culture into a remote team? That's one of the biggest challenges, right? So like, you know, um, working together and, you know, towards the same vision and goal, how do you kind of instill that into a new hire, let's say, for example, right? So that's one of the uh, biggest problems that startups face. I mean, um, you know, you, you have the you have the talent, you have everything going well in terms of to using tools, but, you know, how do you actually motivate your employees to do something or how do you get them to kind of think together towards a vision? But that's kind of you know uh, a bigger concern and you know are they are they as passionate as you are about the technology and you know selling the the, the, the technology or making the technology so yeah that's one of the nice things yeah
0: we, we talk about culture principles a lot actually on on these um interviews and actually when I we don't have a guest and i'm just talking with like myself or with will we talk a lot <laughs> about company culture and curiously I, I know you're fresh you're 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 in beta still with your product um so i don't know how much about yeah your own company's culture you've thought about but do you have principles outlined and how you want to build out your company
1: oh yeah we we have we because i come from an mba background please don't kill me for that (laughs) Um, i have an mba in entrepreneurship so uh yeah, I've been through the whole exercise of coming up with your principles, your vision, your mission, your goals, and you know, kind of how do we align, how do you align that? So yeah, we uh, we are constantly like iterating or reiterating that. But uh, do you have yeah.
0: do you have like one or two <sighs> core principles you'd want you'd want to share with everyone?
1: Well, one is integrity, right? So it's one of the things that we, and then you know, teamwork is one. But these are very common ones. So we might just like make it more cheesy. next time. well, let's see. But uh, <laughs> integrity is number one. I mean, we really yeah. care about our clients and we really care about each other.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of like the the kind of culture keywords sometimes are just like proxies for what you really mean, right?
1: Yeah. Like
0: yeah. We, we use customer obsession.
1: Customer obsession. Which right. could be
0: interpreted in a million different ways. Yeah. Um, so you, you kind of have to, bake in your your interpretation of it. I think as you're building the culture that you, you don't just say we're customer obsessed, you explain what customer obsession is. You don't just say, hey, we have integrity. You explain what that means. Um, I actually went through an exercise a month or two ago where I connected stories and actual experiences the company has gone through with those principles. So more than just saying, hey, we're customer obsessed, or more than just saying, oh yeah, we have integrity, to say, here's exactly how, here's a customer obsessed thing that someone on the team had done, or here's something that showed you know high integrity. Uh, it, and I, I just did this like uh, a few weeks ago, actually. Um, and it wasn't something that I figured out or was w- had decided to do, I was told to do it. Because um, <laughs> I, I, at the time, was hiring an admin assistant for the company. Right. And actually I went to this program called great assistant, which was recommended by a previous guest of ours, Peter McKenzie, who's right. a, a customer. Um, and we we talked about uh, his assistant and he said, yeah, you guys should go check out great assistant. So I went and signed up for it and they told me, Hey, not only do you have to have these principles, but you need to show how they're actually used in the company. Yeah. So I don't know if like close IO does something like that, yeah. Um, but
1: yeah, I, I think they, they they do. And speaking to their employees, which they don't call them as employees, I think they call them as like team members or like family members or something like that. I can't remember. But yeah, I I am I'm, I'm a big fan of how those kind of companies come forward. I think. We, I mean, not to be used a cliche example, but I think um, Apple was one of them, one of those where people were really obsessed with uh, uh, user experience, user experience design. Um, obviously came from Steve Jobs and then all the engineering team was like that. Yeah. For my heart, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I'm I,
0: still getting the joys of the, I'm on my MacBook right now and yeah. it's the easiest thing to use. So yeah,
1: easy that that you see so why is it like if you remember there was these Nokia phones back in the day when, with with
0: snake, right? That was yeah. the only game.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this the snake or maybe there was a brick game, I can't remember, it's so something <laughs> like that. And um you know the whenever you used to ask someone like why do you use do you use a nokia and not a samsung because samsungs were there as well and uh like it's so user-friendly and you know back in the day i was a kid at that time i was like okay maybe that's i don't know what that means it just means that you can call people easily so they were famous because they were just so easy to use with that kind of user interface i mean you remember like a black and white screen and right yeah um so Moving forward, you see Apple, then you're moving uh, a bit more forward, you see HubSpot. HubSpot is a really good company that I like. Their user experience design is awesome. I'm pretty sure they've spent years perfecting that. So yeah. I am focused on making LetHub a very good user experience. Even though you're not our customer, it doesn't matter if you had a good five minutes of time on our portal, we're happy.
0: Nice, I love that. Um, <laughs> The user experience—that's that, great—and I, I want to second you on HubSpot too. I love HubSpot. Yeah. Um, we actually used HubSpot for a long time. Awesome. Tested using PipeDrive. Mhm. Went back to HubSpot, um, mm-hmm. but I know you haven't seen the lateral portal. But actually, the way we designed a lot of the lateral portal was inspired by HubSpot, designed to almost be like a CRM for like a maintenance request, right? Yeah.
1: Um. I've so yeah. It someday for sure.
0: I would definitely recommend anyone that's looking for a CRM to to do HubSpot. I love them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to share something with you actually in the chat. No one listening is going to be able to see this, but I'll just explain to anyone that's listening and not watching. Um, GitLab is another company that publishes their culture. They're an all remote company. Um, Maybe you can take something from that phase on. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. I actually haven't, haven't finished going through this myself. It was shared with me uh, just just a week ago with uh, another remote company. Um, but anyone that's interested, uh, uh, just searching Google GitLab, uh, mm-hmm. all remote culture, and this document will pop up. Um, all about building company culture, just like close.io. Um, the other big one that comes to mind is Automatic, right? The WordPress company. Yeah.
1: But, no, thanks for sharing. I was definitely check them up.
0: Well, hey, I want to make sure anyone that's interested in getting started with River knows how to do that. So, where should people go to learn more about what you've built or, or learn more about you?
1: Yeah, sure. So, uh, people can just basically go to our website. It's called lethub.co.co. So, L E T H U B dot CO. And they could. Uh, chat with River directly on the website if they want or they could just schedule a demo and I will personally be doing a demo for them. Um, Awesome. Because I love doing that, showing what we built. I'm super proud of it. Um, And if you have any questions, you can email me at Faison, which is F-A-I-Z-A-N at lethub.co or you can also find us on our, on Facebook, which is simply let hub, um, or you can tweet, um, about us or just tweet a question if you like, and we're on Twitter uh, at our handle is let hub official. Um, yeah. So uh, again, if you would, if anyone's interested in seeing what, what river looks like or things, I mean, you can go to the website or just schedule a demo with us or just email me and I'll be happy to show you
0: beautiful. Faison, thank you so much for everyone listening. Head over to LetHub.co, check them out again. Go book that demo. Um, Faison will be there for you, showing you how to use it. You can even—it sounds like—play with it on your site. Yeah. Um, if you want to email him directly, that's F A I Z A N at LetHub.co. Yeah. Um, Faison, thanks so much for joining.
1: Thank you, Ethan. Thanks so much for this opportunity. I had an awesome time. Awesome time. And it's like. An hour went by, I didn't even notice.
0: It goes by like that. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining. And once you, you know, like, let's let's do this again in six months or so, and yeah. look at all the cool new things you've added in that I'm sure you'll end up doing over six months and, and see where everything's at. Yeah. Um, and for, for everyone listening to don't forget to stop by lateral.com, of course, L-A-T-C-H-E-L.com to book a demo with us. You have two demos to book. In the next week, <laughs> one with FaZon and one with one with me over at Lachel. Um, all right again, Faison. Thanks so much, and everyone have an awesome week. Good luck.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks everyone for tuning in. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date. Hit that subscribe button. Give us some love. Maybe give us a five-star review too if you like what you're hearing. And I have an ask for you. I'd like you to go to Latchell.com and click the book a demo button to schedule time to talk with us. We want to hear about your business, how you've been, how you're growing, how maintenance is going at your company. Maybe we can work together, maybe not, but you won't know unless you talk to us. So go to Latchel.com, click the book a demo button. I'm looking forward to talking to you. I know the rest of our team here is. So go do that as soon as you can. Thanks, everyone. See you back next week.